0: This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. Visit SmartGolfDeals.com for promotions and savings. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks.
1: Good morning, Canada, to another edition of Golf Talk Canada as we keep the truck on the track and continue to bring you some new Golf Talk Canada content. And we need to because, Bob, what a crazy week again in the world of golf. I can't believe the amount of news that is grinding out and spitting out on a weekly and daily basis without a golf shot actually being struck. That's the sad part. But it's crazy, just the amount of changes, and I guess golf is just a a mirror of the world right now. Is that every day, every minute, something seems to be changing, and hopefully, uh, most of the news is positive, and that's this week as well in the world of golf. Most of the news is positive, but it comes with its uh, sad news as well.
2: Yeah, it does. There's a lot, a lot happening uh, on a lot of different levels, right? You've got PGA Tour news, which we'll get into. You got European Tour news. You got amateur golf news. You got uh, local golf news that, uh, you know, where the clubs are going to stay open, boy, it, it just never stops. It's, uh, it's been, i tell you the last three or four weeks have been probably some of the busiest times of my career in covering golf. There's stories just all over the place and rumors you have to chase down. And, um, that's, I guess a good thing because it means people are still loving the game.
1: Yeah, you're 100% right. I said to Heather, uh, Mrs. Golf Talk Canada earlier this week, I'm, uh, I go, since we've left TV and since I stopped doing PGA Tour Radio and I'm only doing one show a week, I'm the busiest guy in the world. I said, this is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it's crazy, but, uh, well, you know, we're going to get to it all today, and obviously, there was some big news. Uh, Are the RBC Canadian Open, which we'll get to. Lawrence Applebaum, CEO of Golf Canada, uh, joins us this morning, as does Kevin Thistle, uh, who is the uh, CEO of PGA of Canada, and uh, what it's like and the challenges they're facing in uh, all the different provinces dealing with their clubs and professionals. Um, obviously some working, some not working and what they're doing, uh, to, to, to keep the association moving forward and connecting with, uh, with you, the golfer, as we, uh, as, as we await the return to golf on a mass scale, which, which will look different, but, but is coming at some point. Uh, we'll talk with John Chetty, owner operator, Woodington Lake golf club, a little bit about their decision to try something different at the legacy golf course, which is getting renamed this year. Um, we announced that last week, and uh, when uh, when golf returns uh, in Ontario, it's going to look very different at Woodington, uh, and they're shaking it up. So that that is very uh, cool news. There, we're going to give away uh, some TP5 and TP5X golf balls over the next four weeks from our friends at TaylorMade. We'll do that at the bottom of our hour one with the trivia question. So as we await the return of twenty weeks of TaylorMade, we thought we'd give away some golf balls. So that is. That is good news as well. Uh, And uh, we're going to get to it all today. It's going to be a busy one. Winter's weird and what is back. But first, let's get to some news and headlines. News
0: and headlines are brought to you by the McKenzie Tour, PGA Tour Canada. Tomorrow's stars today.
1: All right, Bob. Obviously, June, a big month for the world of golf because right now PGA Tour and many of its uh, major tours around it pinpointing June as the restart to their schedule. There's going to be a lot of changes. Obviously the big one, uh, we'll get to RBC Canadian Open in, in our next segment. We will break down the details of the PGA Tour, but on a global scale, it looks like professional golf makes a major leap forward right now targeting the middle of June.
2: I think the operative word there should be if because i think this is a a very optimistic uh date i think there's still a lot of things that have to be worked out which i'm I'm confident the tour can do um uh, jay monahan said yesterday that they're going to have to bring in some kind of testing for everyone who's there and i had a, a piece uh that went up yesterday on tsn.ca talking about just how many people it's going to take to run a golf tournament even when you don't have fans so um, you know, it's, a, it's a, it's, if you're a golf fan, if you're a sports fan, I think the fact that they've announced that they're going to try and come back in June is great news because we're all looking for something fresh and new. And, um, it's great to be watching all these old masters and, <laughs> and, different, uh, tournaments highlights and things, but, uh, but live golf would be great if they can do it safely.
1: Yeah, Of course, everything they've announced uh, has been underlined as if we can do it safety, uh, safely, if we can test. And Jay Monahan is actually part of the uh, Bring Back the Economy Task Force, uh, along with Michael Wan um, uh, from the LPGA Tour as well. So, uh, you know, they're, they're there, they're on top of this. To your point, Bob, I was on multiple PGA Tour production calls this week as part of the radio team and there's a still there's still just a lot up in the air, even for us um, will we have a full team for each event? Will we be on the ground or in a studio uh will Will they divide the team to limit the amount of bodies if we are on the ground? Uh, same, those same questions are being asked for TV as well from a production standpoint. It, it, is a TV production, when the tour returns, is it going to look more like a Corn Fairy tour production, or is it going to look like a typical PGA Tour produc- uh, production? And I guess for our listeners who don't understand what I'm talking about there is, you know, when you go to a corn Ferry event it's you know it's half the bodies a third the cameras you don't get all the cranes and whatnot that you would get at a regular PJ tour event the size is quite shrunk i wonder if we're going to see something like that when golf returns
2: yeah it's it's certainly going to be interesting how they do it um you know they've talked about how you can kind of coordinate people at different parts of the golf course at different times so they don't bunch up uh, but there's still a lot of a lot of places where I don't know how you how you do it. But uh, I mean, something as simple as the caddy handing the, the player the club, there's a, an interaction. So as long as they're all uh, as long as they're all healthy, it's fine, I guess. And and then you have to kind of pick up the traveling roadshow and put it on the road and go to the next tournament, which also brings into some some factors of travel and things. So as I mentioned a lot of uh, a lot of questions still. Excuse
1: me. Uh, PGA Tour, obviously, um, everybody was waiting on that one. It it obviously gets the more eyeballs than than anything else. But we kind of knew in the last five or six days leading up to this tour announcement that unfortunately the tour was going to lose some events this year. And the one that's affecting us and, and our fans... And, and the players that we talk to most is is the RBC Canadian Open, and I know Bob that we're going to talk to uh, Lawrence Applebaum this morning about this. But obviously, very sad news. Uh, it's been since World War II uh, the last time the RBC Canadian Open was not played. Uh, at the end of the day, I you know I this has nothing to do in my in my opinion. And you know Lawrence was very articulate in terms of how he laid this out and the challenges. But the more people I talk to and the more people we we have spoken to over the last couple of weeks, to me, this had more to do with uh, issues with the border, uh, issues with quarantine, potential issues with getting permits in place uh, in terms of being in the city of Toronto. It had way more to do with that in terms of versus uh, not having a position on the schedule.
2: Yeah, they, you know, I talked to a number of people associated with the tournament this week, and they did look at possibilities of moving it, finding another date for it. Could you hold it in September? But there's just so many unknowns in terms of how long the travel regulations and restrictions will be in place. Um, And, and, I mean, right now they can't even begin to do any of the work that they would need to do, even for a fanless golf tournament out there because of the the non-essential work ban. And so, I mean, it just... It just became too many hurdles to jump over, and I think they made the smart decision. It's a sad decision for golfers. It's a sad decision for a lot of people who are like volunteers who, you know, I know people who volunteered for 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 many, many years or people who are going to come to their first uh, Canadian Open. Um, you know, I, I was struck by the fact that if you talk to a lot of rpga tour pros you know some of the ones from the this side of the country anyway all had a first visit at the at glen abbey perhaps so maybe you know that's something that people are going to miss out on but at the end of the day it just you just couldn't risk putting it on and and having a um i don't know having no players there for one thing they'd have to be in quarantine but uh, it's a tough decision but it's the right decision
1: now, we should also mention that, uh, that all major tours are targeting June, and there's going to be some changes in Winter's Weird and What. We're going to get is some changes in the European tour. Uh, we're still waiting on formal announcements from PGA Tour Canada. Uh, Corn Ferry will kickstart in June. Uh, Bob, uh, interesting as well, were you surprised at... Um, you know obviously the canadian open we're going to lose this year but we you know we both feel that's going to come back and be healthy and, and right where it was in 2021 because we had the momentum and we have the right people in place and we certainly have the right defending champion etc cetera, etc cetera. but uh, there are some major major uh i guess losses in, in this covid19 one of them being is that the the greenbrier which had Five five more years left on its PGA Tour schedule is gone for good. Was was that a surprise to you that a tournament like the Greenbrier, uh, which seemed to have you know some decent momentum, then it had a, a change in the schedule and it certainly lost a bit of of, of what it had going for it, and now it gone for good.
2: Yeah, it did. It sort of had a s- steady fall from grace. It was uh, a pretty popular event, had a good spot in the calendar, and then as you said, dropped down. Um, was going to be in an awkward spot, and I I've understand that the, uh, the resort itself is, like a lot of travel and tourism places, is obviously suffering quite severely with uh, the pandemic restrictions, so um, I think it wanted to get out of the deal, and the pJ Tour said, okay, we'll let you get out of the deal, and uh, it was supposed to go through, I think, 2025, but um, they've come to a, a parting mutual agreement, so it's sad to see the Greenbrier go. It's a historical place, and I always think of Sam Sneed when I think of the Greenbrier, but... Um, it's uh, it's off the schedule and i'm sure they won't have any problem filling that spot when things get back to normal
1: and finally before we go to break sergio and angela G- garcia uh, welcome their second child this week so congratulations to sergio and angela enzo bob enzo atkins garcia was born enzo, on wow. april 10th it, so
2: it seems kind of weird doesn't it that like you sort of forget that the the real world is still going on <laughs> and and the the there are people in hospitals having babies and uh, doing other things in, that hospitals do, not just uh, getting through the the, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. It's uh, it's nice to see a little bright spot like that, and congratulations well- to them
1: yeah completely it is weird because you know like well i should wish you a happy belated birthday as well i know i text you this week but you and I, you I have too. just gone through uh birthdays in covid yeah. and it's weird to just have life go and you know i've got some weddings uh this year up on my fridge and i'm going well i guess those dates aren't happening or they'll probably <laughs> right. be postponed to so it is it is very very strange times and uh and i don't think it's going to feel uh normal for quite some time but hopefully some little wins and some movement forward are coming uh shortly and maybe golf and the return of golf is a sign of that which is very positive okay bob we're going to take a break because on the other side i want to break down this schedule a little bit more detail where does it start where does it end and the first four tournaments are guaranteed without spectators assuming they take place where could it go from there we will jump headfirst in the pga tour schedule next this is golf talk canada
0: This segment of GTC was brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers. Shape in motion. We reshape the drivers so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks.
1: This is the longest I've gone without touching a golf club, Bob, I think, in a long time. I, I haven't even considered a golf Well, I have hit some pitch shots in my backyard, and, uh, but other than that, I, I haven't made a full swing in a long time. When's the last time you put the hand to grip, Bob?
2: Um, <clears throat> we filmed our Just for Men commercials in Punta Cana just before everything kind of crashed down, just before the week before the Players' Championship. So I guess that was the last time I did it. But I think this is, I think right now, I think we're in, what, week five now? I think this might be the longest stretch in about the last five to seven years where I haven't been in an airplane or a uh, hotel
1: Hands down. Yes, I didn't even think about that. Not even close. You're right, 100%. This is by far the longest stretch for sure. Uh, you know, we're usually passing ships in the night at this point in the year between exactly. uh, chasing the tour, chasing majors. You're you're usually also adding uh, Brooke Henderson to your schedule on top of your PGA Tour schedule. So yeah, this it, this is end your commercials and and whatnot. So, all right, well, you know what? That hopefully this is all going to start again, Bob, and you can get back out on the road with me, and the two of us can be exhausted and miserable together. So it starts. <laughs> <Exactly>. at, <laughs> it starts June eleventh. The Charles Schwab Challenge will kick off the PGA Tour season. It'll go to RBC Heritage, Travelers Championship, and then Rocket Mortgage Classic. Those are the first four events of the year. I was scheduled to work the Rocket Mortgage Classic, so I'm not sure if that's my first event of the year. And if it is, will I be there or will I be in the studio? I don't know. But what we do know, Bob, is that those four events uh, for sure will be without uh, spectators. Then when we roll into the John Deere Classic, they will start to reevaluate whether spectators will be allowed back onto the golf course. I personally still feel that this might be pie-in-the-sky thinking with spectators, but they're going to reevaluate it. John Deere Classic, Memorial, 3M in Minnesota, then a WGC FedEx event in July, the St. Jude Classic, at the end of July into August. That's a double-week event with the Barracuda Championship opposite field event for the players that did not make it to the FedEx St. Jude Classic, and then we get to what will be the first major championship of the year, the PGA Championship in San Francisco, August 6th to 9th. They will have this tournament with or without spectators. But, Bob, this might be the first chance if we continue to see a decline, if we have flattened the curve, we see a decline. Some of the news that broke out of the medical world this week, uh, with some of the uh, achievements they're finding with some uh, treatments etc if this trend continues maybe the PGA championship's the first time we see people on a golf course other than golfers
2: yeah i don't know it's uh, there's still as i say a lot of questions here how they're going to do this um i think it's going to be interesting to see a golf tournament with no fans when they broadcast it talked to a couple of players over the last few weeks and they were sort of Saying it was going to be strange, it would be like going back to their college days when they played events, and there were no nobody there and you'd you know you hit a great shot, you expect to hear a applause, but you won 't hear anything um, that's going to be a strange one i i I think to start off with, and again, you know it 's still going to be a lot of people on the grounds because you deal, still need a lot of people to run the golf tournament even without fans. you might not need the souvenir shop or the burger stand, uh, but you need walking scores, you need security, you need people to uh uh, to to run the, um, the drive the evacuation vans, you need people to put some water out in the course for the players, uh, caddies and players. Will they let coaches? Will they let their players bring their wives uh, or girlfriends or both? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, it's, it's
1: <laughs> well, be... we we've both <laughs> seen a... that, Bob. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. But but that part is going to be interesting. And then, you know, what what is going to be the litmus test? What's what's the defining. Um, bridge that will allow fans to come back in when can they say yep okay you know there are some events that you just can't imagine not having fans there and the biggest one to me would be the Ryder Cup you know you just I don't know how you could have that and they've said they probably won't have it without fans but um, but what do you do if if uh, they're still in lockdown and things so there's that there's also the whole aspect of travel right now not even just between states but between uh, borders so so if if you've got players who are uh, not in the united states right now and they need to quarantine to get in or whatever do they do that now or do, how does that work out i don't know there's there's a, a lot of questions but um, as you said i think the schedule itself is very interesting in terms of where they're going how they're going to get there and and how condensed it's going to be in terms of uh, of big championships when we start to get down to towards towards the fall
1: well i completely agree with you when it comes to the Ryder cup as well if there's one tournament that and one event that needs fan participation energy on the golf course it's the Ryder cup uh, a lot of these other championships although it'll be weird and it might be different for the players golf is a wonderful made for tv sport in fact uh you know even though the fan experience at a lot of these tournaments is is exceptional and because the pga tour uh, usually only comes to your town once a year it's fantastic but on a week-to-week basis it's a wonderful television and radio product because we're able to follow everything happening on the golf course uh, instead of the whole or the group that you're just particularly following live so from a tv standpoint you know, I think it's, it's, it's fantastic. But for, from an event standpoint, if there's one that needs the people, it's gotta be the Ryder Cup. So, and from a broadcast standpoint too, you know, I haven't really spoken to you about this or we haven't talked about this on the air, but you know, it's it's different for the players it's different for us as well like you you know when you follow a group you're following with you know sometimes with 20,000 people following them you you know the challenges of of trying to do your job when they're when you when there's you know i'm not exactly the tallest guy in the world and i'm asked to call golf i'm looking for high spots each day i'm also looking for places to uh to to block my voice so the players don't hear me so my my job will change drastically as well um after the PGA Championship, Bob, we get the final regular season event of the year, which is the Wyndham Championship. Then we head into the playoffs with the Northern Trust, BMW Championship, and Tour Championship. Now, they are reevaluating the playoffs and the point structure. They may have to change the point structure in the playoffs to, um, to allow for the change in the schedule Uh that they're, that they're really evaluating the math here, reevaluating the math here to see, does there need to be a one-time structure, a point structural change to the playoffs to make it a, a level playing field for everyone. Then we come out of the tour championship into the Safeway open. Then we go U S open uh, Corrales, Puducana championship, Ryder cup, Sanderson Farms Shriners open. This is a, Bit of a head scratcher for me. Uh, Asian swing still in the calendar. CJ Cup, Zozo Championship, WGC, HSBC, China, uh, ch- uh, ch- uh, championship, Bermuda, Houston, Masters, Masters in November, RSM, Week Off, Mayakoba Hero World Challenge. So it is jam packed. It is cramped. We don't know when we're going to get spectators. Uh, we don't know if the Ryder Cup's going to have spectators. We, we, we believe so. We're hoping it has it. Uh, but there are some strange ones here, and uh, it's going to be busy, Bob. It's it's going to be like you and I have said this from the beginning. When the gun goes off, it's going to go off, and we're not going to take a breath. And something to note here, uh, this is yet to be confirmed as well, but I've asked several people at the tour. As of right now, the way this is leaning, the, 2020, the, the basically the 2021 FedEx Cup, so next year's FedEx Cup season and Fedex Cup winner will play six majors because the US Open and the Masters from this year will count towards next year's Fedex Cup which means it'll be a six major Fedex Cup season.
2: Yeah, you could be uh you could imagine winning six majors in one season. They talk about the Grand Slam. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that would be interesting, but um you know the the schedule as it sits right now I think is is wild and if but but the one one thing for me is still uh you know they're they're gonna say for this 2021 sorry the 19 and 20 season they're gonna get 36 events and they're gonna call that a full season so if you are a player who's on the bubble who um you know doesn't have status locked up yet you're not inside the 125 or whatever you're gonna have to play as much as you can and if you are a player who has missed out a lot of the season you will probably want to play as much as you can, so I think there's going to be a real crush to try and get in as many of these events as you can. And if I'm a if I'm a guy like uh, let's say a Roger Sloan, who's sat out for a while and hasn't been playing all that well, and I I want to try and have a chance to save my season and save my card, you know I've already missed ten good chances to do that, and uh, and now I've only got so many to do. It sort of it almost seems unfair. It almost seems like you know one tournament can change a season around, and you've just lopped off ten of those opportunities for a lot of those players
1: yeah it's it's going to be a challenge and it's going to be something that you know we the best players in the world will always be able to get into wherever they want and like you said bob if you're trying to keep status trying to get starts um it's going to be challenging the good news is there is some opposite field events which will help a bit uh but, boy, when you get a chance to put the ball on the ground, uh, you better play well. It really makes those starts that you do get even more important because you're not going to get as many chances. Well, all right, on the other side, Lawrence Applebaum, CEO of Golf Canada, sat with Bob and I, uh, broke down the challenges that face the RBC Canadian Open and face golf in the country right now. As the news of the RBC Canadian Open as it was canceled this week for the first time since World War II as part of the restart to the PGA Tours schedule. On the other side, Lawrence joins us. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by TaylorMade and the all-new Sim and Sim Max drivers, shape in motion. We reshape the driver so you can reshape your game. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to order yours today. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark
1: Sacchino and Bob Weeks. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. And whether you're listening to this on GTC Radio or you're going to view this on our digital platforms, uh, we're welcoming now to Golf Talk Canada a friend of the show, as well as uh, someone who's had a very uh, busy week in the world of golf. And um, I know we've been trying to get a hold of you for a while now, but he's here with us, Lawrence Applebaum, joining us, of course, from Golf Canada. Lawrence, thank you so much for the time. Before we get into uh, what happened this week with the RBC Canadian Open and where we're at, uh, also I want to touch basically where we're at in terms of uh, uh, a participation angle because I know our provinces are, are taking different uh, angles towards how we're going to golf, when we're going to golf, et cetera. I want to know how you are because I know you've been through a lot. You've been obviously a big leadership role in this, and uh, it's been a, a few challenging weeks, I can imagine.
3: Well, thanks. Thanks, Mark and Bob for, for having me on and, uh, for keeping everyone so informed The probably the, the, the hardest part for everyone is without golf. We are, we are struggling. We are, we are struggling for, for, um, we're so anxious to get out there and play and anxious for news and, and, uh, the hard part is it's been so busy, um, it's been such a busy time for everyone, and, and thinking about every all the listeners, uh, their families, uh, especially those folks who are who are working really hard as essential services or frontline people. I, you know we, we all know people who are in the middle of it or people who are dealing with it, so uh, our first and foremost, our thoughts are going out to all those folks.
1: All right, uh, Lawrence, let's start with the RBC Canadian Open uh, and let's start there. H- how late in this process? Obviously, we had the announcement uh, this week, but prior to this week, how late in the process were were we, as a governing body being Golf Canada, still considering, still looking at the viability of having a national championship this year?
3: Well, the, the announcement, as you said, came earlier this week. Um but we've been we've been in conversations and scenario planning for weeks and and actually in realistic terms it's 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 spread over months and the p j tour you know continues to show itself as as best in class as far as a, a as a as a tour and a professional sports league slash tour the conversations we've had between the tour and our title sponsor r b c uh, thinking and, and, and planning about how it is evolving from the early days you know from the early days when we we're hearing about this coronavirus uh, in, in in the Far East and then as, as the weeks progressed and we learned more about uh, the scale and the growth and all of a sudden a lot of people were actually focused on Tokyo I think that's where sports people were starting to think about and as those dominoes started to fall uh, the conversations got got more intense, and the scenarios uh, started to started to play out. The hardest thing for us was um, we had such an incredible 2019. You know, it was uh, as you both know, RBC Canadian Open, third longest running event, golf event in the world, and and it was going to be our 125th anniversary, and everything was. Really moving towards such a fantastic event at St. George's. I know you both were looking forward to to covering it at St. George's and 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 our partner at Islington for the practice facility. But all of a sudden, things kept, were coming at us from from different spaces. Uh, and one of the biggest one was probably when the federal legislation came down with with regards to the quarantine act and uh, a hard border closing. And essential services only going back and forth. And then when it came down to the mandatory isolation, which is today still in place, we don't know how long that will last, but the idea that anyone coming over the border, which would include all of the PGA Tour players, uh, caddies, their player support team, even the Canadians uh, who who are based down in Florida or or based in in the U.S., I should say, would have to do 14-day isolation. It just was one of those things that just became untenable for us to to really manage
2: when when you uh, when you look at it now um, and I think I asked you this question earlier in the week it 's easy to sort of say oh well it 's sad there's you know the players won 't be coming up here, or the fans won 't be coming up here but there 's a whole network of people um that were planning to help out in some kind of way here, whether they be volunteers or vendors or, um, you know, some kid I was, I think I mentioned to you how Mike Weir talks about the first time he came to the Canadian Open, the first time he saw a professional golf tournament was at the Canadian Open at Glen Abbey many years ago. So the cancellation doesn't just affect, uh, the players and, and, and their caddies. It's, it's pretty wide ranging, isn't it? Can you give us an idea of that?
3: Yeah, uh, I, I mean the the, the emotion uh, that that uh, sort of really is the, the the utter disappointment. You know, it's been it's been gutting for us. And I've been getting letters, uh, uh, mostly emails and texts, but I got a letter, an email today from a, a volunteer who had done it for 25 years. And this would be tw- this would be you know a, a, a seminal moment when you're 25 years volunteering. We have we had. A, 1800 volunteers signed up for this year and amongst those folks, you know, there a lot of them are, are, are retired or in an older demographic and, and, and they look forward to this as a highlight. And, and this, this, this gentleman said, you know, this would have been my 25th year. I was looking forward to being, you know, getting the 25 year celebration. And he's like, I know it won't be this year, but it's going to be next year. (laughs) And, and I was really encouraged by that positivity and, and the look because we are, Hoping and, and our goal is to be uh, putting it on at St. George's and, and Islington next year in 2021. Um, but I think about those people. I think about the vendors. I think about the suppliers. I think about uh, the media folks who, especially those in the golf media, who this is our major. You know, someone said this was, yeah, Mackenzie Hughes, I think said this is my major and um, how well so many of them were playing. Nick winning. Um, you know, uh, Rory talking very consistently about returning and defending, and all those players that had St. George's, you know, circled on their calendar. So, yeah, I feel for I feel for the fans, I feel for our, our players, and, and and obviously for the organizations, not only Golf Canada and and RBC, but all the organizations that really look forward to this. So, um, yeah, it's it's a it's a big disappointment, and and I. I, I I'm I'm sort of thinking about you guys as well and how you guys feel about uh, you both were there in 2010. Uh, uh, Mark was trying to qualify that year. We recall it (laughs) didn't go as well as we all had hoped. (laughs) Do you remember Mark, you know, started with a birdie and then we should have just.
1: Uh, After that, after that, it went sideways after that opening birdie for sure. Um, Lawrence last year was, you know, I'm, very been very open that it was the the best Canadian open I've ever been a part of in any capacity. It was a, just a grand slam home run. You alluded to 2021. Um, I know there's still some T's uh, to cross and eyes to dot, and I'm sure work to be done. And there's also no guarantees that the world is going to be what the new normal will be by the time we get to 2021. All that aside, just from a confidence level, how confident are you right now to say that what we had planned in 2020 will be able to take place at St. George's in 2021?
3: Well, a a lot of these things um, I think depend so much on momentum. And uh, we we had, we had this incredible momentum with the event, Uh, all of our metrics and all of our indicators. We had these two incredible um, concerts with uh, RBCX. We had, Chain Smokers coming on Friday night. We had Keith Urban coming on Saturday night. We had uh Richview Collegiate which was going to be a, a you know phenomenal um uh, you know you know I want to what Richview Collegiate is a, is obviously Bob's uh, alma mater. I can't I don't know what the team name was. What's the team name? The Saints. The Saints of Richview Collegiate of course. You know, we were looking forward to that being a site. So we had such momentum going and that was wonderful. Um and then we couldn't have picked a better host club uh, for the main event in St. George's, you know, arguably one of our finest locations and, and always number one, number two, number top, top one or two in the country. And then what Islington had done as a practice facility, as a place for the players and a place for the caddies and a place for the range, the reconstruction that they were in the process of, Together with those two clubs, we're continuing to work towards the momentum for can we believe we're gonna have, you know, thirteen months to build. And what we had our you know, one of the one of the members had said, you know, it was our dream to bring the golf tournament here. And we're still gonna have that dream. I feel really confident about we're gonna get there. Um, but we're gonna work really hard with with both memberships and both clubs to do that. And you know, I, I do have to mention the city of Toronto. Uh, and the provinces, both parties, they've they've been behind what we've been doing. I think Mayor Tory has been doing an exceptional job trying to manage this crisis. And, and similarly, at the provincial level, I think Doug Ford has done a very admirable job at this in this state of emergency. They've directed efforts towards health and medical services. They've directed things appropriately. Um, it's it's a, it's about saving lives and people's health. But both those parties have been great. And, and you know, we just hope that uh, everything will continue forward. I felt a momentum shift happen this week. I don't know if you guys felt it, but it felt like things, the data was starting to point in the right direction. Uh, I'm optimistic uh, more in the last 24, 40 hours than I've been in a while. So that's really good.
2: Uh, Lawrence, in addition to the RBC Canadian Open, which is, I know, been the, the focal point for the last little bit, you guys run a whole bunch of other tournaments. You've got the Canadian amateur, both men's and women's, the seniors, the juniors. You've also got in September, the CP uh, women's open out at Shaughnessy golf and country club. Is this sort of a never ending trail as the weeks and, and months go on where you have to kind of keep looking at, at what's possible and what isn't. Yeah, I, I think it's a great question, Bob. Um,
3: are professional championship schedule uh, bookends the summer, you know, the RBC can open the start of summer and, and Labor Day weekend was actually going to be the seat is planned for the September long weekend uh, in Vancouver at Shaughnessy. And we got some great indications. British Columbia as a, as a province has not closed. Um, we have, we have not, um, We've been able to continue playing golf uh, with incredible protocols at that that the, the, those golf clubs are putting in place. I, I heard Mr. Scully was on a was on a, a bike trip to go out to British Columbia because he could still play there, but I'm not sure if that uh, bike trip has happened or not. But um, I'm I'm hearing good indications of of uh, what's going on in 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 the Lower Mainland and British Columbia. Um, the LPGA Tour obviously has, has updated their schedule as well. And, um, with some adjustments of keeping things, um, in North America, uh, I, I had a great conversation with Mike Juan last week and his players continue to look forward to our event and it, it's a major stop. So big fingers crossed, uh, things will continue well. And then our amateur championship season, um, we're mindful, uh, that, that competitive season starts early but the, really the, the 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 bulk of it is is in late July and August and so but as things go on we want to make sure we we uh that we have great uh plans in place we also have some, some contingency plans we also know that golf courses when they open we want to be sensitive they 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 want to get out and play they want to get out and play and and, and also make sure that uh, it, it's a receptive environment for people and people traveling into these places but uh, one of the first calls we did get yesterday when we announced um, the RBC Canadian Open move to uh, cancellation was from the men's amateur winner who's, uh, who wanted to check in on his exemption and make sure he was still good for 2021. <laughs> so we really appreciated uh, him to remind us uh, how much he's looking forward to. So.
1: Uh, Lawrence, before we let you go, uh, just to piggyback on uh, participation and playing golf for our listeners coast to coast, I know everybody's different in each province. We spoke to Kevin Thistle uh, earlier this week and spoke about the challenges with his association dealing, you know, in each funnel that is each province and the different challenges. I'm assuming you're facing the challenges as well. Just keeping communication lines open, uh, treating each province uh, to its unique situation. Because, like you say, BC is open; everyone else is closed. Alberta looks like they are lobbying and preparing for coming out of the other side already. Uh, I can imagine this is a full-time job as well. Never mind, just our championships.
3: Well, I, I think that that's probably one of the uh, most important issues that we're dealing with right now, and and um, uh, Golf as a sport is, um, we're rule followers, you know, um, it, 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 it has a, a cadence and a protocol that lends itself well for the recovery. It also lends itself well for all the reasons that so we love the sport is, uh, big wide open spaces, natural physical distancing, all those great things that I think is going to be really bode well for our return, um, people like Kevin Thistle at the PG of Canada, people like Jeff Calderwood at the National Golf Course Owners Association, the club managers, um, their executive directors, Suzanne Godbehir and Catherine Wood, who oversees the superintendents. We've had weekly calls. Um, We've had great collaboration. Uh, We want to work with our – we've continued uh, our work with medical health experts across the country – and particularly on a provincial level, in helping us get back to recreational normalcy when it's safe. You know, we, we we know that a lot of people are really in tough moments, and we wanna we're completely mindful of that. But we also want to have those protocols in place. So, a small shout out to um, our team at Golf Canada and all the teams uh, at golf clubs around the country who've been working on these protocols. Um, We have a resource page at golfcanada.ca, which um, helps people know the protocols that are being put in place, the preparations that are being made. And I can promise you that everyone is going to be ready uh, when it's safe to play golf again. And I I know you guys are, are itching for it. Um, We miss it. We miss uh, we're, we're, we're sad about the RBC Canadian open, but we also know that uh, when, when it comes back, it's going to come back in such a profound way. We're going to appreciate, uh, we're going to appreciate the bogeys more than we've ever had in our lives. So, um, you know, I hope you guys are staying safe, doing well, and, and thanks for everything that you do for golf.
1: Lawrence, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I know it's been challenging, and, and, I, and I really appreciate you taking the time with Bob and I and, and speaking to our listeners. And I'm sure we'll be doing this again as information and updates come out. Um, L.A., I will leave you with this. Um, I will never complain about a slow round of golf again. That's for sure. You guys can leave me on a golf course as long as you want. I'll be very happy. And if Keith Urban, Keith Urban is not available for 2021 for you, LA, I will put the band back together.
3: Just, no, one swings would, a le- no one swings a left-handed axe like Uzi, you, Z. Know?
1: <laughs> Lawrence Applebaum, CEO of Golf Canada, thank you so much for your time. We will be back with more Golf Talk Canada. and We will keep you up to date on all things as uh, this uh, proceeds to change over the next weeks, days, months, etc. to the Canadian golf community. This is Golf Talk Canada. This
0: segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories, including DigiFit Floor Liner, the most advanced concept in floor protection today. Visit WeatherTech.ca.
1: Welcome back to GTC as we wrap up a very busy Hour 1, crazy Hour 2 coming up. Kevin Thistle, CEO, uh, PGA of Canada. John Chetty, owner-operator, Woodington Lake Golf Club, will highlight that contest and the changes happening at Woodington Lake. And Winners Weird of What also coming up with Scully Time in Hour 2 of GTC. But before we leave you for Hour 1, we're going to give away some TaylorMade Golf Clubs. Excuse me, TaylorMade Golf Balls. TaylorMade Golf Clubs will happen in 20 weeks of TaylorMade. Which we're awaiting the return of GTC TV to kick off twenty weeks of Tailormade. We should have some news in the next couple of weeks on Golf Talk Canada TV. And don't forget our video podcast drops every Wednesday around lunchtime on TSN.ca. This week we had uh Lawrence Apple excuse me, uh, Kevin Thistle join us. Uh we have guests, Bob and I hit topics that we don't normally talk about here on Golf Talk Canada Radio. It's a lot of fun, TSN.ca, the Golf Talk Canada video podcast. Lots of news coming this week as well from GTC, so stay on top of everything. Let's give away some tailor-made golf balls. Hit us up on Twitter. We will draw the winning answers on Monday. Hit us up on Twitter, at Golf Talk Canada. Brooke Henderson won the Lotte Championship last year by four shots this time. She won her ninth career victory, and she won by four shots a year ago this past week. We want to know. How many tournaments has Brooke Henderson won by four shots or more? How many has she won by four shots? There are several tournaments that she has won by four shots. We want to know how many tournaments she has won by four shots. Hit us up at Golf Talk Canada for your chance to win a dozen TP5 or TP5X golf balls. We'll do this for the next four weeks. She won by four shots a year ago at the Lotte Championship. It was her ninth career victory. How many times has she won by four shots on the LPGA Tour? We want the answer. Hit us up at Golf Talk Canada for that one. Next hour, Kevin Thistle, PGA of Canada. Winner's weird and what? Scully time. John Chetty, Woodington Lake Golf Club with the changes and the contests happening at their legacy golf course for 2020. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision on the golf course, it always starts in the closet.
0: This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club, proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tee times and special events, visit WoodingtonLake.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zucchino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, Hour 2. Thank you to Lawrence Applebaum for joining uh, Bob and I this week and uh, joining us in Hour 1 of GTC. Jam-packed Hour 2 with Kevin PG PGA Canada, Scully Time, John Chetty, Woodington Lake Golf Club. So much to get to, but last week we brought back 3-dub. Winners, weird and what returned, and it's here to stay. And this week, Bob, you have the tea.
4: So so what do I do, just aim for the pond?
1: No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water.
4: But you hit it into the water.
1: I know
0: I hit it into the water.
4: Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there?
0: Because it's fun! We're having fun!
4: Look, it went further than your ball!
2: All right, Mark, my uh, winner this week is actually winners. It's a couple of uh, tour pros. And, you know, I love the European guys. They seem to be able to poke fun at each other quite a bit, and the two of the best at it are Lee Westwood and Ian Poulter, and they got into a little bit back and forth on Instagram this week. Uh, Lee Westwood started off by posting a picture of him without his shirt on in his gym at his home, it looks like, and he was doing, lifting some weights, and he was in, he looks pretty, pretty ripped up, of i got to say, to which Poulter sort of put up a comment and said, uh, you can breathe out now, and after that, <laughs> after, that, after that, Westwood responded and said, yeah, Poulter, you should be focusing on leg day. So not not to be uh, not to be totally beaten up, because he does have pretty ch- little uh, chicken legs. Uh, Poulter went and posted a picture of him shirtless in his gym with with uh, some weights on his uh, knee. Looking, looking like he was about to just lift the weights up. And, uh, and Lee Westwood got back and said, give Joshua, that's Poulter's son. He says, give Joshua his weights back, Poulter. So I love the back and forth. I love what the European guys do. They like to have some fun and uh, and so they're my winners this week because they're keeping us smiling at, at this time when there's no golf going on. That
1: they, their social media in general on the European Tour, not just the players, but from the tour itself, Paul, Bob, is, is I think they uh, they shine. They're the in far as far as tour tours go, they're the <laughs> leaders to me in the golf community.
2: They did a really good one with uh, this year where they took some pictures of the players and had them aged, so it looked like they were all about seventy-five years old. And if you can find it, just search European Tour on uh, on Twitter. And it is unbelievable how, how old they look and how good they look. I mean, in terms of how, how realistic it looks, it's. Uh, uh, I just hope that's not what they really look like when they get back to playing golf. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my weird this week takes us out to Delta, British Columbia, where a uh, police report came in. And it said, uh, this is what it said. It said, the off- officer spotted a vehicle heading northbound on 52nd Street, in Trawassin at about 3 a.m. on April 14th. The officer was curious because it was a golf cart, so he activated his emergency equipment, pulled the vehicle over to check for the driver's insurance and license and sobriety. When he approached the cart, he actually did detect the distinct odor of liquor, and the driver at the time, he also noticed, that was wearing a bathrobe and slippers. So he, uh, <laughs> he, he driving down a golf cart, down a city street. Anyway, he has been... Uh, Put in uh, the, the car- golf cart has been impounded. He's been charged with uh, drinking and driving. There is no joke about drinking and driving. I know we're laughing a little bit at the strange circumstances, but even if you're driving a golf cart, even if you're on the golf course, don't drink and drive, folks. But that's, uh, that's the weird this week.
1: That is, I love Bob. I, I love the fact that like I said we're not trying to make light of this, but I love the fact that if you take a, an entire year of Golf Talk Canada, the amount of drunken golf cart stories are incredible. <laughs> it's like <laughs>
2: it's uh, it's scary, really. <laughs> and this that in all... <laughs> that in
1: nudity seems to be a theme in <laughs> <Yes>. in winners' <laughs> weird or what? So.
2: That's right. Uh, my what this week is uh, what a good move by by the folks at uh, the Old Course in St Andrews, and this is being done at a number of different places around the world but uh there's been a fun set up to help the caddies at St Andrews because there's uh, obviously no, no one's playing golf there and with the you know the way the travel market's going to be in the next little while it's not going to be uh, a great business I don't think for for a lot of these caddies so out at uh, St Andrews the caddy manager there has put up a, a go fund me campaign they're trying to get 20,000 pounds to try and help out with uh some of the caddies there, I know they're doing this at Pinehurst, and I know they're doing it at a number of different uh, high-end courses where the caddies are there, and they make their living carrying bags. And, of course, there's most of these cases, such as the old course. They're not even playing golf. There's no golf being played, so no work for the caddies. So hopefully they'll uh, they'll be able to help them out. But it just shows you what golf has got in its uh, in its heart, right? There's a lot of people helping out, a lot of... Uh, golf companies making masks and doing things like that so it's it's nice to see that uh, that golf is uh, looking after its own during these difficult
1: times. Certainly Bob and uh, it comes on the heels of the PGA of America fund that we talked about last week and you know in times like this everybody's got to do a little something extra and do their part to keep the keep things moving downhill we you know we've never been a part of anything like this in our lifetime so uh, good on the people at St. Andrews.
2: Yeah, and the two, now, Mark, the uh, the T is yours. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You it. want answers? I want the
0: truth. You can't handle the truth.
1: All right, Bob, my winner this week, and often, you know, we get the question, uh, you know, what's the most important tournament in the world? What's the biggest major, and and whatnot? And you know, I always go with the Masters is my answer, and the reason I go with the Masters is I, often you'll say. You know, the Open Championship is more important to the European players or the international players. And often you'll say the U.S. Open is more important to the U.S. players. But the one tournament that the entire world can agree on is the Masters. That's It's not owned by a country. It's not owned by an association. It's the Masters. The Masters tournament owned and operated by the Augusta National Golf Club. And I love the pull that Augusta National Golf Club can have. It's like the world stops for the masters. And this November, they've asked the local school community in Augusta, North Augusta, Evans, Georgia, Aiken, Georgia to say, Hey, uh, we need you to give the kids a fall break. A November fall break. So forget March break, forget April break, which is what they usually get for the Masters. And they do this for two reasons. So the kids can volunteer at Augusta National and also so homeowners can rent out their homes to people visiting the area for Augusta. And you know what those home prices cost. People can pay for their mortgage almost for a year uh, based on what they uh, rent those homes for. So they have gone out and asked the community local school boards, Bob, you're shutting down in November. They've agreed to get ready for Master's Week. So the kids get that extra break in November. Don't you just love the power of Augusta National?
2: <laughs> I was going to say, the only strange thing of that whole story would have been if the school board had said no. <laughs> <Because> you... <laughs>
5: <laughs> I
2: think if, well, they did, then, if they did, then Augusta just probably would have bought all the schools.
1: So they bought all the schools, or I would have said this. They could say no all they want. There was going to be a seven-day break, whether they said yes to it <laughs> yeah, or not. Exactly, so, exactly. oh. My weird this week, and we talked about this off the top, with the differences that are happening w- when golf comes back. Obviously, the first four events of the year on the PGA Tour, we know for sure are going to be spectator-free. It's likely going to be more than four, but we know that. What's your job going to look like? What's my job going to look like? Is TV, the production size, going to be smaller? Uh, who's Who needs to wear masks and gloves on location? Like, Are certain people going to be... Uh, In certain type of protective gear. So there's a lot of things we're waiting to see. But on the uh, European tour, they have already come out and and suggested to their players, get ready for a lot of changes. No player hospitality, no lounges, um, potentially half the prize money being played for. Uh, lots of changes coming on the European Tour, and they've come out already and, and, and told their players that they might even be quarantined for 14 days, depending on what country they're going to be playing golf in on the European Tour. You're going to have to be very selective on your schedule, Bob, because if you choose to go play at, say, Country X for Tournament Y, you might not be able to play again for another 14 days.
2: Yeah, it's a uh, it's a very interesting scenario they have over there obviously playing in so many different countries uh Keith Pelly even said they may just double up on tournaments they may have two tournaments on the same course back to back in one country just so they can uh keep everybody <laughs> at the same spot as you said for the 14 days and and they don't have to keep uh missing tournaments so there's all sorts of options on the table very unusual s- circumstances over there and you kind of get the sense that the European tour is is really worried about um about the next the next phase of what's going to happen to them and to the tour itself, it just seems to be uh, very dangerous. I mean, it's one of it's one of a, a number of businesses, obviously, that are going to have big major changes in it when they come back, and and uh, I don't know what it's going to look like. I just hope that there's an opportunity for these players over there to to earn their living.
1: Uh, I would suggest this, Bob, and I haven't heard anything. And I haven't spoken to anyone about this in about eight months, but I'm going to suggest that at some point before. I'm going to say before the end of the FedEx Cup this time next year, there is an official arrangement of some kind, whether it be a purchase or something between the PGA Tour and European Tour. That's yeah, where my gut's see, going with this.
2: I could see that so, very easily. I know that's been discussed at a very, very cursory level uh, already, but uh, they would need 75% of the players on the European Tour to agree to that for the Tour to, to make a switch like that. I've been told and uh, this is something that could probably force that kind of a movement.
1: And very quickly here, as we need to get to Kevin Thistle, who uh, was uh, kind enough to join Bob and I this week as well. My final this week, Bob, they say that uh, most great invention is uh, born from necessity. Did you see the Cobblestone uh, Golf Club video with the Easy Lift Golf Ball Retriever this week? Uh, Company out there is uh, designed an elevator-type system uh, for for courses that want to open with COVID-19 protocol, and instead of blocking the hole or stuffing the hole with... Uh with piping so the ball doesn't fall to the bottom etc they've got this little kind of cool elevator system where you you don't have to touch anything you can do it with with the head of your putter ball falls to the bottom you just put your putter on the little handle you drag it up the top the elevator brings the ball out of the cup and not only does it bring it out of the cup and leave it on top you only have to bend down to pick it up it actually kind of throws it away from the hole so not everybody's kind of you know leaning into the same area it was quite cool did you see the video
2: I did see the video and I thought, man, that's great. Now you don't have to worry about those, you know, those hole in ones when the raised cups were there. We were talking about whether or not you counted as a hole in one. Well, you don't have to worry about that anymore.
1: Well, Well, and that's the the thing. A hundred percent, because you and I go flag hunting so often that, uh, you know, that's the first thing that came to my mind as well. You know, now I don't have to worry about all those awkward hole-in-one moments. So on the other side, someone who's constantly dealing with awkward hole-in-one moments, the CEO of the PGA of Canada, Kevin Thistle, joins us. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com, was brought to you by Woodington Lake Golf Club. Proud home of the Mackenzie Tour PGA Tour Canada's Ontario Open. For membership information or to book tea times and special events, visit WoodingtonLake.com. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program. Presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations. Whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks
1: welcome back to gtc earlier this week on the golf talk canada video podcast that drops every wednesday on tsn.ca around noon we had the opportunity to catch up with our good friend kevin thistle the ceo of pga of canada let's hear from kevin thistle bob and i now welcome in our guest our friend of golf talk canada chief executive officer of the pga of canada our good friend mr kevin thistle kevin good to see your face uh, before we jump into this, how are you feeling and how's your family feeling? Everybody good? Spirits are up and everyone's healthy? Yeah, everyone's great. Everyone's it healthy. It's amazing. Uh, I keep saying it, it uh, you know,
6: self-isolation takes a little getting used to the first week or two. I thought uh, I was going a little stir-crazy, but I've, I've gotten to a
1: good routine. So uh, so everyone's good and that's the main thing. Uh, let's, let's jump right into this because, well, obviously, some things you can plan for in life and some things you can't and, and whoever saw anything like this coming, and I'm assuming there's a laundry list of challenges. But from your standpoint, being the, the head of the association at a national level, it must be a challenge dealing with uh, the differences in the provinces right now and your members of associations in those provinces and, and what they're allowed to do, what they're not allowed to do. It, do they have income? Can they work? Uh, you know, Obviously, BC's playing golf. Alberta is going to prepare to try to play golf. And the rest of the country looks shut down. Yeah, it's amazing. Good
6: question, because we're in uh, contact. Before this call, I was just on with uh, the PG of Manitoba and uh, their NAGA partners. Uh, Yesterday, I was on with Alberta and even Saskatchewan, who I'll be talking to tomorrow. Looks like Saskatchewan will be coming back online with some protocols in the near future. That's what we're hearing anyways, but Yeah, it's so different across the country. I mean, BC is golfing where the rest of the country is not. So it's just about the members, making sure that, you know, the members are safe, making sure we have all the programs in place for them to keep them connected and and keep them safe. That's the main thing right now.
2: Kevin, how big a role right now is communication? Because it does seem that in all parts of our industry right now, it's just trying to make sure we're all singing from the same songbook and and maybe understanding – some of the best practices there you said you're you know, on a lot of zoom calls sure. and talking to different parts but how how key is that part of it the communication part i think it's paramount
6: right now it's everything because you know there's a couple things like from communication first of all we want to make sure all of our members across canada are safe so we have this 24 hour a day seven day a week it's called member assistance program if they need to speak to someone about anything i don't care if it's finance i don't care if it's it's a, a gambling problem i don't care if it's if it's if um, a marital issue, they can pick up a phone and, and talk to someone because we've got to be connected. Also, uh, we put a lot of uh, our educational programs up on you know webinars for free because people need to feel that they're, they're connected. Like, you know, the first one, I think 250 people signed up, and it's amazing to see the, the, out, um, the outflowing of, of, of collaboration. You know, I've been talking to NAG, I've been talking to GMs, I've been talking to Supers, everyone. I've been talking to the PGs around the world, and there's, there's so much information that we can all share and within within you know, a province, within a country, all over the globe. So it's been great. Communication had to be ramped up, and it really has the last two months.
1: Uh, speaking of communication, Kevin, we actually asked our audience about a week and a half ago if there was COVID pro- protocol in place in the province of Ontario or whatever province you happen to live in, would you play golf? Our audience said 80% they'd want to get out there and play golf. But I've also spoken to superintendents. Some of them suggest they can have plans to keep their guys safe and have them working on opposite ends of the golf course. Other superintendents have told me that they don't see, see a way that they can keep separation. So it de- really depends on who you speak to. So in that vein of communication, do you have a feeling from your membership as a whole as to, you know, do they feel like they want to get back to work right now? If they had that choice, would, would they make it? Do they feel comfortable making it? Right. I think there's, there's mixed messages because,
6: you know, there's, there's some... Uh, people in the spectrum say, close every golf course in the world. Then there's another side that says, open every golf course in the world. And I think the underlying theme is that let's listen to the experts. Not to say that once the experts say, we can go back and play, that the golfers will come out. But I think there's been so much protocol um, with BC being open, with Arizona being open, these sort of things, and around the world best practices that I feel that if if the government says it's safe to play – that it's up, the, up to the operators and it's up to us to educate the golfers what that means by playing safe. You know, we've t- we've heard about the cup being raised a couple inches. We've heard about, uh, you know, online bookings only, those sort of things. So I think the protocols that are being put in place will be best served when we do open. And I think there will be a safe environment. I'm not saying today, it's today to open and the environment, but there will be a safe environment once we're ready to open.
2: Uh, Kevin, I did see a really neat program that you've you've put in place now with our friends at match play marketing to try and give golf professionals who at this time of year are usually inundated with shipments coming into their pro shops as they open things up uh they've got a lot of gear to sell but they've got nobody coming into their pro shops tell us a little bit about this program that you put in place
6: yeah so there's some programs out there like there's shopify etc but our friends at match play had almost like a one-stop shop what it is is any pg of canada professional across canada Can just join up what they can do is they can sign up and they'll get like an online pro shop and the great thing about the pro shop is it's you can sell to anyone sell to your members they can sign it back to their account you can sell them to the public and use their uh, credit cards you know curbside pickup shipping when they come up open the trunk and and we'll we'll pop it in that sort of thing so it's really a way of um you know in the next couple weeks every pro shop in essence will be somewhat full of inventory how do we help our members service you know their membership for the public and sort of move that uh you know move that uh, through the system so it's a great way to hopefully help our suppliers help our members and also hope help the, help the golfing public it's just another way to to set up an online pro shop for those who don't have the wherewithal right now it's a little one-stop shop
1: Kevin, you must be very proud of your association and their membership. I've got to tell you, a lot of them are obviously friends of mine, uh, you being one of them, but a, lot, but a lot of your pros are also personal friends of mine. And I see a lot of great things they're doing online, lessons, way, uh, ways of communicating with their golf community. Um, they've really taken a cup half full approach, and, and th- most of them should be applauded for that. I, I, I've got to say it, it's, uh, it's really good to see. Is there a story you'd like to share or anything you've seen why we've been in lockdown from someone uh, who's maybe you know going above and beyond and connecting with their membership their their teaching uh with in terms of lesson community etc just overall it's a positive story it is and, and we're in the midst right now and this is a something
6: learning we got from a couple like uh, i think with australia and south africa we're in the midst of calling every single member in canada every single member we've got almost 3600 members so we've reached out and you know what you're hearing a lot of great stories and, and mark thanks so much i'm almost getting emotional because Seriously, our pros during this time, they're, 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 you know, their heads are up. They're very positive. When we came in, I was thinking, okay, lockdown mode, let's go. We've got to support them. But you know what? They're so proud to be a PGA member. And during this time, there's great stories. Like one quick story. Jacqueline Miller, You know, she's in self-isolation. And, and not many people even know she couldn't see her little boy. You know, and that's their world, right? So all of a sudden, she, she reached out to me and a couple other pros and said, hey, I'm going to donate to the food bank because it, it, it breaks my heart if these kids can't have something to eat, especially during Easter, so whatever. So all of a sudden, that goes from one person to three person. I think we're at 300 people. And this is just Jacqueline Miller just asking a couple people to help. And between the PGA pros, suppliers, greenskeepers, general manager, everyone hopped on board. And there's hundreds of stories like that across Canada. So so very proud. And, and during this time, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, the, the PGA Canada professionals, they're helping out their food banks. They're helping out, you know, um, uh, first-line workers. I'm really very proud of them.
2: Kevin, uh, in addition to all the work being done at the pro shop level and educational level, uh, PGA of Canada runs a lot of golf tournaments. And uh, right. one of my favorites and one of your favorites, of course, is the RBC Scramble presented by the Lincoln Motor Company. And yeah. I want to uh, I, I just, you know, how do you plan for that? Are you just like the PGA Tour? You just have to kind of wait and see when you can get dates to fit tournaments in at certain times of the year. You're lucky that the Scramble is, of course, late in the year. But, yeah. but how, do, how do you sort of handle all that aspect of your job?
6: Yeah, good point. I mean, uh, every zone right now is having tournaments, and they would have had tournaments in April and May. They've canceled those, of course. So we're talking about it daily. So with the RBC PGA Scramble right now, uh, we have canceled anything that was going to be a qualifier in April and May. You know, and there wasn't so many in April, of course. There was some, and then May. So those can be pushed back to later in the year. We're lucky. But there's going to come a time, if this doesn't get resolved too quickly, where we're like, okay, we're going to cancel June, June being one of your bigger months, of course. Now, we can still catch up, but there has to be one of those days where, you know what, if we do get golfing by, you know, in June sometime or July, there's no problem. A lot of the tournaments that were supposed to be ran early in the year, they'll just do them in June, July, or August. But the, the longer it goes on, like the PJ Tour, uh, the more you have to see that either certain ones will be canceled or certain ones can be delayed as long as they can.
1: Kevin, thanks so much for your time. I know we're, we have some challenges, but I think we're going to get there. And like you said, your your association is, is taking a cup half full, which is showing some great leadership. I think we're going to be on the golf course sooner than later. I, I really believe I'm putting the over-under May long weekend for protocol golf in, in most parts of the country. So certainly then by June, I can't be off that much. I usually am not. Hmm, let's see. Yeah. Kevin, let's say we will play golf this year, and let's also say that you and I will – Go Habsies on a uh, pumpkin and a pimento cheese sandwich in uh, November at Augusta. How about that? Cannot wait. Love both of those. (laughs) Thanks, Kevin, so much. Kevin Thistle, CEO of PGA of Canada. Thank you to Kevin Thistle. We're running out of time. A jam-packed show this week. On the other side, some Scully time, and then John Chetty, owner-operator, Woodington Lake Golf Club. This is GTC.
0: This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Tourism Ireland. World-class courses, spectacular locations, whatever you're looking for in a golf holiday, Ireland has something for you. Visit GolfAwayTours.com to book your Irish golf adventure. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Zacchino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, a jam-packed edition. We still have John Chetty from Woodington Lake Golf Club coming up in our final segment. Uh, great contest we announced last week that we're going to jump into before the day is over. But welcoming in now, master producer himself, Mr. Adam Scully. skulls a little Scully time. Thanks for the time. Scully, before we even get into this right now, uh, big hit, the workout videos. When, when are you dropping the next uh, GTC uh, workout video? Well, planning on
4: uh, releasing the next video sometime today, getting my chief uh, camera woman, my mama skull, getting ready to, uh, to film. Uh, the, the first couple I've done have been stretches, but this time around we're going to do some core work, some strength training, and all you need is a hardwood floor and a pair of socks. That's where I'll leave the tease at that.
1: All right. That sounds uh, <laughs> awesome. Okay. As far as, uh, schedule, I can't believe what we're asking Mama Scully and, and, and our loved ones to do in these times. Uh, oh, yeah. It, it, you know, everybody's taking on nine different roles. Uh, Skull, thoughts on that schedule when you saw it come out and thoughts on, you know, I think I hate to say it, but, but as we got closer to that announcement, we kind of saw the writing on the wall for the RBC.
4: Yeah, 100%. You know, very unfortunate about the RBC Canadian Open, but really with all the travel restrictions, not much more you could do. Potentially, as you guys were mentioning, move it to September. But, I mean, with the uncertainty of what the weather could be like here uh, in September, what the travel restrictions will be like at that point, uh, definitely the right thing to do. Looking forward to uh, very likely having the RBC Canadian Open back at St. George's in 2021. Looking at the schedule... Obviously maybe a little optimistic, but it's, it, it's, it's a light at the end of the tunnel for us golf fans looking for some live content to see something I've looked at as well. You guys know me. I'm, I'm a big Tiger Woods fan. Um, when is he going to play? Are we going to see him if everything does go well and they, and they do play golf? Are we going to see him first at the memorial? Or is he going to go right to the majors and just play the majors and the FedEx cup, FedEx cup playoffs? That's what I'm most curious about. How about you?
2: It's you know it's uh, I, I'm interested to see all the Canadian guys who are there. I know Nick Taylor is actually heading back to Canada. I think tomorrow. Be interesting to see if you know if he's going to re- go back now because he'll have to go for 14 day quarantine and when he gets across the border or how oh, that's going to play out. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. But uh, in thinking about and thinking about uh, golf, Scully, you have become the the reminder of great things that happened a year ago. And uh, take us back a year and tell me. Tell me what I'm missing. What I'm, what should I be thinking about from a year ago?
4: Yeah, 100%. So this is a new little segment we're doing here on Scully Time. And on the video podcast, the week that was and what could have been this weekend. And this weekend would have been Brooke Henderson's bid for a three-peat at the Lotte Championship. Uh, she won last year by four shots, rounds of 65, 68, 69, 70, successfully defending her title. Now, at the time, she tied the Canadian all-time record with eight wins by professional, joining Mike Weir, Sandra Post, George Knudsen. However, of course, she would go on to set the new Canadian record in June, the same week as the U.S. Open last year. Uh, Good for Brooke. On the PGA Tour side of things, last this would have been the RBC Heritage this weekend at at, uh, Hilton Head. CT Pan won it last year, final round of 67. One thing, Dustin Johnson, he really struggled during that final round. He had three rounds in the 60s to start on a 54 hole lead over Shane Lowry, the eventual Open champion. But Dustin Johnson shot a final round, six over 77, including a five hole stretch in the back nine when he was seven over par. Sort of a demise of a very strange year last year for Dustin Johnson. Other than two runner-ups at the major championships. After May, he had a very uh, puzzling year. Patrick Canley uh, had a strong finish finishing two shots back after a strong finish at the Masters. Shane Lowry as well finished two shots off the lead, slowly rounding into four before winning the Open Championship. Three months later, of course, Shane Lowry also had a top-five finish at last year's RBC Canadian Open as well.
1: Well, sometimes a year ago feels a world away, and it certainly feels like that right now. Adam, before we let you go, Bob, I got an idea. Adam just sparked an idea. I think uh, whether we do it this week on our Golf Talk Canada video podcast, or we wait until this time next week on Golf Talk Canada radio. I think the three of us should have a little, uh, a little friendly pool competition predicting Tiger's schedule for the remainder of twenty. Twenty. You think what? You think we should all take a crack at it and not sure. talk to one another and see what that'll we be, come up with?
2: That'll be a good project for the week.
1: Yeah. There like we that.
2: go.
4: Adam, you up for that? Yeah, hundred percent. I think we should all just not talk to each other for the next three days, and then once we take the what? video podcast, we'll unleash all these ideas out, and then we can go for bed. <laughs> <So, laughs> well, not talking
1: you know, just, ain't going to happen.
2: But sorry, you know, Bob. just before we let just before we let Scully go, I'm I'm very intrigued by his. Uh, his workout videos, but I'm hoping he can post a video on how he cut his hair because he did a self haircut. Oh, you
4: know, the, I uh, saw that. I think I, I I've got to do ask that. I don't about this, but I, I took about an hour and a half. I gotta say, if if this whole broadcasting thing doesn't work out for me, this might be a new profession. Um, <laughs> I got a lot of compliments. The, the back of my head's a little messed up, but I tried to do a little fade on on every side. It, it took me about an hour and a half. But hey, if anyone needs a haircut after COVID. You, call
1: me. <laughs> All I know is this. COVID goes 30 more days. Mama Scully is going to be filming Adam dragging a, uh 18-wheeler down their street <laughs> in uh, Toronto for the next workout video. It's going to look like a strongman video. Yeah. Okay, guys. All right. We'll take a shot at Tiger's schedule this week on the video podcast and uh, take her from there. Skulls, you have a great weekend, buddy. Thanks for uh, jumping in with uh, Bob and I this morning. Always fun to chat with you, buddy. And I missed you. I miss you guys. Don't get to see your faces anymore. (laughs) uh, Hopefully we're not in it very longer. You say hi to your family, Adam, and we'll uh, we'll talk this week.
4: I will, for sure. Stay safe,
1: guys. On the other side, we're going to update you on a great contest that we announced last week, and we're going to touch base with the owner-operator of Waddington Lake Golf Club, John Chetty. This is Golf Talk Canada.
0: This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club. Live, stay, and play at our award-winning championship golf course. Visit MuskokaBayResort.com today. This is Golf Talk Canada, celebrating 10 years as Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program presented by SmartGolfDeals.com. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf, pushing the boundaries in golf footwear once again with the all-new Code CHAOS, meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe can be. Visit Adidas.ca. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino and Bob Weeks.
1: Welcome back to a busy edition of GTC. If you missed our one, don't forget to hit us up on Twitter. We asked you how many times Brooke Henderson has won an LPGA event by four shots. How many times? A year ago, she won her ninth LPGA Tour victory by four shots at the Lotte Championship. We want to know how many times she has won on the LPGA Tour by four shots. We're going to give away a dozen. TaylorMade TP5 golf balls. Hit us up on Twitter at Golf Talk Canada. And give us your answer. We'll draw the winner on Monday. If you listen to Golf Talk Canada last week or hit our video podcast up this Wednesday, you would have heard of a great contest that we announced with our friends at Woodington Lake Golf Club. Uh, they have two wonderful golf courses there at Woodington Lake, a 36 hole venue. The 18-hole Legends course, of course, that's home to the Ontario Open, one of the finer championship experiences you can have in the province of Ontario. And that course just keeps getting better on an annual basis, and that course is not being touched. But owner-operator John Chetty was thinking a little outside the box. What can we do on the Legacy Golf course in order to make it different, in order to introduce new people, new players to the game of golf, make it relaxed, make it a fun environment? So last week they decided... Why not split that 18-hole legacy course into two nine-hole golf courses? And with that two nine-hole golf courses, why don't we put two pins in every green? So theoretically, it's now a 36-hole golf course that you could play nine, 18, 27, 36, multiple combinations. And there's more to it. What they're trying to do is just take the stiffness out of the game and have a little fun. Now, I will preface this by saying... They're cup half full at Woodington Lake. Their positive thoughts produce positive shots. At no time are they considering or suggesting that COVID-19 isn't real uh, and that safety isn't first. Uh, we're just trying to think positive and we're just trying to say that eventually the world is going to come back to normal. And when it does come back to normal, Woodington Lake We'll be ready and we'll be leading the way with a lot of players in the golf community, some of which we've heard from today, like Lawrence Applebaum and Kevin Thistle. We're going to need leaders and we're going to need positive people to get us on the other side of this. So by all means, don't think that they're not aware of that. This is uh, taking the cup half full approach and saying this is what we're going to do when the golf world is ready for it. Earlier this week, I had an opportunity to connect with John Chetty, owner and operator, Woodington Lake. Well, if you were listening to Golf Talk Canada last week or our video podcast on tsn.ca, you heard of a very fun new contest that our friends at Woodington Lake Golf Club are running. They're going to ask you to rename the Legacy Golf Course at Woodington Lake this year. Why are they doing it? Well, the Legends Course remains the championship course, which is home of the Ontario Open, but the Legacy Course is going to go through some changes, and they're going to be a lot of fun. Connecting now with John Chetty, owner and operator of Woodington Lake Golf Club, a friend of the show, John, exciting things coming at Woodington Lake. Before we get to the contest, and we can re- reiterate how our listeners can get into the contest, the big news, and it got a lot of traction on social media this week, two hole locations in every green. That, that, it's a lot of fun. W- why did you want to do this? Where did this come from? What, what do you think is going to be uh, the reaction of some of the golfers when they get to Woodington Lake this year?
5: We wanted to change golf and one of the issues we had was we have a championship course which Doug Carrick is redesigning some of the holes and doing a lot of work on for us, and we have that traditional PGA Tour which is home of the Ontario Open, but we also had an asset. We had 18 holes of golf that were sitting there that we wanted to do something special with. What we decided to do was give people an opportunity to enhance their skills, have a different experience, and whether they had two hours four hours, or the whole day to golf, they would be able to immerse themselves into a new style of golf, which would allow them to get out more often, be outside, get the fresh air, get the sun, and enjoy themselves in a new, modern twist.
1: I like the twist. I like the two hole locations in the green and it's the benefit of having two golf courses like you say because you've got the championship golf course and you don't want to turn away, offend, upset the serious golfer that wants that championship experience because you've provided that for a long time now at Woodington Lake and like you said it's getting better but at the same time how do you introduce new people to the game? How do you make it fun? How do you say it's okay to maybe have the music going on a Friday night? Here's two holes to shoot at and the other thing that you guys are doing is that 18 hole golf course which was the legacy course is now becoming two nine hole golf courses so to your point you play nine 18 27 go around the same nine twice switch nines it's really
5: about options isn't it it's totally about options you'll be able to play 18 holes as if it was a standard golf course from one to 18 you'd be able to play the nine holes twice you'd be able to play just nine or just the back nine. So we've given everybody an option at different skill levels to come out and learn about golf and play golf. We've also added multiple tee decks. So people will be able to come in and practice their short game. People who wanna hit uh, their driver off the tees. This will revolutionize how much time you can dictate to playing golf. If you have a little bit of time, shorten up the game. You wanna play the whole thing? gold nuts. It's all yours.
1: Come for the day. Come for the summer. Okay, before we get to the contest, uh, food and beverage experience. You've got a lot of background, a successful background in food and beverage uh, outside of the golf community, and you've got some ideas for the halfway house, the food and beverage experience at Woodington Lake this year.
5: Woodington Lake just added two food trucks at each halfway house on the championship course and the new course, which will be renamed, and you will get a different experience on both courses. You'll get elevated food. You won't get the same tired golf course food that you get everywhere. And more importantly, you're gonna get great ambiance. You're gonna get a setting that you can't beat and you're gonna get a place where you can just relax. And the thing with the new course that makes it different, we're not judging anybody. You wanna come in a big group, you wanna come by yourself, you wanna come with friends, come there, listen to some music, have a good time. It is socially acceptable. It's not strict. So we're taking the
1: stiffness out of golf and we're relaxing it a little at this uh, new course. Okay, so how do you win at, uh, at Woodington Lake this summer? They're asking you to follow them on Instagram, at Woodington Lake Golf Club. You gotta follow them on Instagram, you gotta like them on Instagram, you gotta tag two friends. And you got to ask, uh, give us your names. You're asking for ideas. You're asking for names on what they should name this new golf course. So uh, I submit a few names. I can you know, get in there multiple times. My buddies can get in multiple times. If you select my name for the new course, what do I win for 2020?
5: If your name is selected for choosing the new name for the golf course, you will get a VIP membership, which will allow you and a guest to golf unlimited at woodington lake this year you and a guest on the course you named absolutely that's awesome vip experience for
1: you and a guest for the year on the course you named follow them on instagram at woodington lake golf club tag two friends like them and give us your entries and this contest is open for a few more weeks follow them on instagram and listen to golf talk canada for updates Bob, uh, we got a lot of feedback in the last week, a ton of positive and a ton of negative as well. Because, you know, when you try to do something different and you try to change things up, it can be controversial at times. Some people kind of raise an eyebrow. Here's my take on the entire thing is that this is the benefit of having a venue that has 36 holes because you can keep that championship golf course traditional and offer that championship product for the serious player, the player that takes their golf seriously, works on their game, looks forward to that type of experience. But for players that are just, or people looking to just get out, whack it around, have some social time, not feel like they're holding up a golf course, not feeling like they're getting in the way, we need to find a way to introduce those players to the game. And the best way that I can explain this, or the best way I can suggest this is is that the last two years the growth in participation in golf has come from top golf and top golf like experiences out of the US that are eventually leaking into Canada? Why not try to bring that experience to the green grass when we're ready for golf? Why not try to grow the game that way? Because it certainly worked from a top golf perspective.
2: Yeah, you have to do something different. And listen, if you're a traditionalist and this doesn't fit your. Uh your style, fine. Just you know, you can. There's lots of places where you can go and carry on with your regular game, and and that's good too. But uh, you need people like John Chetty to kind of break the mold, to try something different, to have the um, wherewithal to to do something new. And if it brings some people into the game, then he's going to benefit from it. And we're all going to benefit from it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And uh, those naysayers that you were speaking about. Can you know they they can have their cake and they can go and eat it in their corner and then so can everybody else <laughs> who wants to try it. But I like the idea. I like the analogy with a top golf. You're absolutely right. There's lots of people who are going to top golf and are are making the transition to saying, hey, this is fun. I'm going to try and play a real game of golf. So um, good for John Shetty.
1: Uh, Bob, what do you have coming up this week on TSN? You, you know, you and I have been so busy. I, I know you've probably got your eye on some things. Are you working on anything particular right now? Where's the next move? Or is it just, man, I gotta be up every morning watching my Twitter feed, hammering the phones uh, of the community, you know, cause you know a story's about to break at any moment.
2: Yeah, well, I'm working on a story, a little story about uh, how some of the golf companies are giving back by doing different things. And there's a lot of them out there. Some of them you just heard from today in terms of, of the PGA of Canada. Uh, So we're looking at that and a a good curling story that I've got. I know this is is a golf podcast. No, no, I want to hear it. Let us know. Carrie Anderson, who is the skip of the Canadian champions, uh, who won the Scotties tournament of hearts, couldn't go to the world championships because they were canceled. She's a frontline worker. She goes to work every day in a long-term care facility, uh, wearing the full PPE gear. And uh, it's quite a story about how she's managing hers and how how scared she feels a little bit about that. So we're going to do a big story on her probably tomorrow.
1: And, and you know what, Bob, I'd be very curious to see, too, just to, to your point on that, if we were to go coast to coast with Golf Talk Canada's radio audience and TV audience, I bet you there's a huge crossover of our listenership and viewership that are both golfers and curlers. No? Would you not suggest there's a huge percent?
2: There's always, there's always been a, a huge crossover, and I think there always will be as well, which is good. Their Seasons interact, so you can go back and forth, summer, winter.
1: Bob, you have a great week. Uh I will see you this week for our Golf Talk Canada video podcast, which will uh, drop around noon Eastern time on tsn.ca, the Golf Talk Canada video podcast. Adam Scully might have a bit of an announcement here uh next week. Adam working on a few other projects. He's been super busy and doing such a great job on our Golf Talk Canada video podcast, amongst other things. And hopefully we can let you in on a little uh, Adam Scully announcement here on Golf Talk Canada next week. And, and this week, Bob, I've been saying this for a couple of weeks. I've been teasing it. I'm very hopeful that this Wednesday, uh, I can give you guys an off the hosel announcement, which is the two year project that never seems to end for Mark Zucchino that we've talked about about once every four months. Uh, but I think we're finally going to have an off the hosel announcement coming this Excellent. Wednesday and uh, hope to share it with you guys. So thanks Bob. Have a great week. We'll talk to you Wednesday. You uh, thank you so much for listening and remember to check us out on all areas of GTC, including .ca Wednesdays for the video podcast. Remember first good decision on the golf course. It always starts in the closet. Thank you for listening.
0: This segment of GTC presented by SmartGolfDeals.com was brought to you by Adidas Golf. Pushing the boundaries in golf footwear once again with the all-new Code CHAOS. Meant to challenge the definition of what a golf shoe can be. Visit Adidas.ca. Thank you for listening to GTC.